Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and this podcast is beer-reviewed. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. We're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood, and someone starting with a beer. So all the characters in this book are scientists, so do you think, you know, they could possibly, if they worked really hard, they could find a cure for aqualung? <laughs> <laughs> By Finback? I think it's called CPR. (laughs) (laughs) This is a double IPA for Finback. What's the percent? I don't know, but they're all about the same. Hey, Aqualung. Anyway, and it's good, yeah. (laughs) It would give you Aqualung if you, you know... Breathed it? Poured it in your lungs. If you drank it while playing a flute. Yeah, there's no cure for Jethro Tull, but, you know... (laughs) Death... (laughs) This beer is thick as a brick. <laughs> Many of the characters in this were thick as a brick, too. Yeah. And not in the good way. So this was a a patron request because he's a bastard. Was it? As they all are. Yeah. I think, I think who was this? Only to you, Nate. It was a patron request, yeah. I was like, anyways, you know what? We need to do a shitty romance novel for Valentine's Day, and E.L. James is dead. We recorded this in the past. Hopefully, by now, she's dead. Um, <laughs> Please be dead. Please. <laughs> so either way, we're doing this book. I have a hypothesis. If she died, her books, the next book she published would not get, it wouldn't get worse. <laughs> it wouldn't, it, it would be published unfinished. You, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know the difference. No. Like, oh, she forgot to add a plot to this one, too. Her unfinished novel, The Mistress? That? Is actually a fine title for a romance novel. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a fucking romance novel that everyone and their grandma was on about. Chilling to it. It had a staggering number of Goodreads reviews when I looked it up, and I've never heard of it. I am uh, I'm embarrassed how many of our friends on Goodreads gave this five stars, and it was all women. <laughs> I only like, have this... one friend on Goodreads that read this, and they gave it one star. Oh, I had like five, wow. five or six. I friend everybody. You let them follow you. If you want to follow us on Goodreads, you could, I'll be your friend. I click check Lonely. whenever someone does that. I add, I like one up them. I say, I add his friend. I don't like, know if see that's if you different. Mean this shit. And no, you could follow someone's reviews or you could be their friend. I don't know what it means other than that, but you could, you could take it to the next level. You could go from stalking mm. to just yeah. like this book. <laughs> yeah. It does. So here's I, do you know anything about Allie Hazelwood? I'm guessing she's a STEM student. She's an actual, allegedly, an actual professor, and that's a pen name, a professor of, like, neuroscience. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, because there's a thing at the end. It was like, I know about STEM life. It's like, yeah, I can tell because you can't write. And I'm not one to judge. She's props for you to being a neuroscientist. That's infinitely more impressive than anything I'll ever do. But that doesn't make you good at other stuff, too. (laughs) It's the problem of all PhD people. They're really good at one thing. Yep. And not other things. <laughs> well, it's clear the characters in this book are also only good at one thing, and they're not even always good at that one thing of, you know, science. So they're not good at acting like humans. So no. this book was actually originally published, was originally written as Star I, Wars fan fiction. Yeah. Like, I don't even see how that connects. So they, they, they took all that out. So Adam is Adam Driver. It's supposed to be Kylo Ren. It's supposed to be Kylo and Ren Ray. and and Ray. That doesn't and even Jason make any Ridley. sense. It doesn't. 
So, okay, Fifty Shades of Grey was originally written as Twilight fan fiction. And I always kind of wondered, but not enough to actually care, but I always kind of wondered, so why doesn't What's-His-Name actually do any vampire shit? Because as far as I understand in Fifty Shades of Grey, they just went like find and replace, you know, like Edward with, mm. I've forgotten his name. And Christian. <laughs> Christian Huxley Grey, or whatever his dumb middle name was that... She told you. Christian, Christian Hopscotch Gray, yeah. Hopscotch, that's what it was. So, and... <laughs> she was a Anastasia Jemima Steele. It was a very interesting choice for middle name. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't help but thinking during reading this book that it would have been fucking hilarious if it was actually, uh, you know, Kylo Ren and it took place on the Death Star. That would have been hilarious. It would have been so much better. So much better. <laughs> and every time you know, I actually pew. went his blaster, <laughs> I actually listened to the audiobook for this, of course. Womp, what the yeah. lightsaber. <laughs> and it would have been hilarious. It would have been funny if every time the Adam character said something, it had the like Kylo Ren voice, like the distortion thing on it. <laughs> the, the mask the voice. Burger King drive through voice that he had. <laughs> yeah. He just sounds like he's working at a burger cake. It's like if it's Ray not... if Ray said, Don't come yet, and he said, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. So they took all the Star Wars out, unfortunately. That was all the good parts. They, yeah. <laughs> they left this piece of shit. So uh, it starts off in our character. First of all, it starts uh, off with the stupidest fucking premise I've seen in a long time. And we read and all I've the Twilight. I've seen many teen romance yeah. books, that, movies that do the same thing as this plot. This is an abominable premise. It's so dumb. It's, it's Women actually doing science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. They're going to have bears all over that lap. <laughs> it's not safe. <laughs> Nate's laughing way too hard. <laughs> He's from New Hampshire. They don't allow women to do science there. What's next? They're going to vote? Come on now. <laughs> so it opens so with a scene where, you know, it's so good that you're like, wow, this book is going to be great. I hope that I don't die before it ends. <laughs> where she's in a bathroom putting in contacts that are so old, they're giving her an eye yeast infection. <laughs> and she's weeping. Because she's too poor to get other contacts. Just wear glasses. Just, wear glasses. Covered in pink eye. Just get glasses, dude. You can lose you can lose a fucking eye this way. She is a scientist. If there's one thing I learned from this book is that most people with PhDs aren't that smart. Yeah. <laughs> she's really dumb. It's like just just get glasses. Like, what the fuck? They get in the way of the microscope. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter. And a, a, she's like in a bathroom and a guy's like, You why are you crying? And he was like because my special lab bathroom. Because I'm dying for my eye infection. He's like, cool. How's your brown eye? See you in ten years or never again. And you're like, that was meaningless. But was it? Yes, it was. It. It was. It was so like, of course, 
as a reader who's not dead, I was like, oh, that's like the next scene. I was like, oh, that's that fucking guy. Like, that's not. It's so like, obvious, of course. It's so obvious. But she couldn't tell who it was. Or later on, she does remember who it was. Or she couldn't tell who it was because of her eye pus. But who knows? So, so then the real yeah, opening open that happens because that's the prologue. <laughs> and you're like, I'm, I'm on the edge of my edge. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, she's wandering through the science rooms doing science. No, Im- no immediately starts with... Her kissing a random dude. Oh, yeah. In the hallway. In the dark. And she's in the computer. She's in the uh, computer lab. The science lab, it's, you know, somewhere nighttime. She's doing, like, late night, you know, research lab. Science, science after things. dark. Doing a science. <laughs> she's doing a science. And then, but the mo- it starts with, oh, and I just started kissing this guy. He just happened to be there. And then, and then afterward, I was like, oh, Fuck, it's, I didn't see who it was at first. It's Kylo Ren. No, it's uh, <laughs> Dr. Adam Carlson, who only sounds Norwegian. Because he's Dutch. He's a uh, Dutch guy. And he's well known as the biggest asshole in the department. The meanest. Or was it, he has the biggest hot. asshole in the department. I can't remember. <laughs> but he's so tall and brooding and he's a big old meanie yeah he's a real dick and uh and then he's like why did you just uh assault because it's a college campus he's like why did you commit a sexual violent act against me she's like what no he's like i'm gonna go tell the title nine coordinator you know fucking they're gonna take my word over yours because you're a canadian she's like no please i'm sorry and he's like no it's too (laughs) late (laughs) i'm not your buddy so she's like no it's I had um, the, the dumbest plan ever. It's like, not oh. dumb if you're nine Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, listen, my other friend was going to walk by at some point, and I thought I saw her, and I really want her to date this guy I went on three dates with, but she'll feel bad because if you know, girl code, I believe is the exact quote. Also, she is a minority. Oh, yeah, and that comes up uh, once or twice a page. But don't worry, because she is a female character, she is still dumb. That will, like, she will start well, by saying unfair. all the these... The male characters are also dumb in this book. Oh, yeah. No, this is... Apparently, uh, Stanford is a university filled with fucking, you know, lobotomized people. I will say, in the science lab, the PhD science lab, it's probably full of people who don't understand social convention... I, I have a theory that this woman is autistic, the character. <laughs> oh, I, I read a very negative Goodreads review. It was like, she's clearly asexual, and this whole romance thing is being forced upon her. I was like, oh, no. It's, it's oh, okay. That's one way to do it. No, let's not. No. She wants, <laughs> she wants a schween later on. Oh, yeah. But that is Dutch for penis, she, right? She, His lightsaber. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's like, why does that have like, those two little penises coming up on the side? <laughs> it's Kylo Run. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, he's like, this plan is, uh, I think this is the plot of Drive Me Crazy starring Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, God, it that is. That guy from, I think it is, right? It, it gets, it gets to be. Because at this point, they're still just like, all right, see you later. And She's then, like, yeah. then it, in court. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we have to meet her roommate, whose name is uh, Phnom Penh or something like that. What was her fucking actual name? It's, uh, it's on. on Fam. Right. Because every character, 
I'm going to date that doctor. Every non-main character in this book is uh, a minority or gay, but all the main characters are white <laughs> and straight. <laughs> well, there's well, there's the, the, the white couple and the mean, the bad white guy later. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah. But oh, like look, this book is diverse, and also the main the secondary characters who have no development whatsoever. She's going to talk about how much she's into like running the BIPOC student association, but also we don't care about her because she's not involved in the main story of the two white characters. So it's like, I get what you were going for, but you failed at doing that. And I don't think there's a way to, in this genre, nobody actually cares about those other characters very much. No. So she's trying to do the diversity thing of, you know, staffing her book she made a but she made a gay black friend but everything i do i do like all. she lives up to the every stereotype though like the overachieving asian girl uh and the gay guys who are just horny and hooking up with strangers oh well that that's true of gay guys in college that's true of all guys in college but gay guys are especially that they well, just because they find other guys and it's like oh my god you're horny too i would, I would say if there's anywhere for characters to be overachieving it is the phd candidate's at Stanford. Right. But this girl's like, I have to go lead the BIPOC student council and practice my euphonium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so then you meet her and then you meet her and then and she's like, I saw my roommate, Malcolm. You're like, what the fuck is, that's not, that's not usually how that works in these things. Oh, don't worry. He's very, very, very gay. He does use the sentence later on. I keep getting lost in his butt. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that's like a line we would say as a joke here. <laughs> I think she stole that from Chuck Tingle. <laughs> she could learn a, t- a thing or two from about romance from Chuck Tingle. <laughs> Chuck Tingle is better at simulating human emotion than this. <laughs> human or restaurant emotion <laughs> or dinosaur emotion. <laughs> he certainly knows more about dinosaur assholes cuz those get pounded regularly. Speaking of um, Pounding and assholes. Uh, I'm going to drink this fucking beer. This is a shitty romance book. and we barely started. Yeah, but, you know, I'm just going to drink it. This, bo- this beer is called Stealing Hearts, because hearts do get stolen. And sharts also get stolen. <laughs> they are also freely donated throughout this book. Yeah. Fucking shart fest. This is from Fifth Hammer, and it's a grisette. Which is which is the which name is, of the Italian girl they meet in their dorm. <laughs> I was going to say it's Greek Lizette, but yes. <laughs> Mike, what is a grisette? It is a light. Um, it's not sour. It's uh, I think it's it is kind of tart though, right? Yeah, it's got it's, a, a, it's super, got a little funk to it. It's it's in the family of like gosas and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. I don't. You know, I think it's pretty good. I think it's a French style though, which is weird because there are like no famous styles of French beer. I could see that. Uh, it's 4.5%, so you could have, you know, a million of them. That's what college students do. It makes sense. Not these college students, because they frequently mention they how they're so poor. They're, like, eating ramen, and then the next person will eat the ramen out of that person's stool, like a <laughs> like like unattached human centipede. <laughs> they opt-in opt human centipede <laughs> is uh, what they're doing. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, deconstructed centipede. <laughs> It's giving the idea of the human centipede. So uh, quickly, they they set up the plot of 
Which when you learn it, you'll be uh, like offended. (laughs) He's like, he is the super tall, good looking. All the men in this book are very tall. And Olive is 5'8". Now this specifies she's got Canadian height from all their their maple syrup diet. Keeps them She's part moose. (laughs) (laughs) She comes from a long line of proud Mounties. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't even need the horse anymore, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you betcha. Oh, but she, uh, he's the super good looking brooding, but dick professor wunderkind rock star of the biology science world <laughs> he's big on Something. computer modeling which is a science word oh yeah there's a lot of science words in this mm. um so there this guy who's you know in his world very he is also a macarthur genius he's yeah. wildly successful and this girl who's you know halfway or so through her phd program and you know, TAing all the time, and probably just wearing sweatpants and um, you know, ramen stained T-shirts. He's like, I have, I know we'll 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 be each other. I think it's her idea. We'll be each other's fake boyfriend girlfriend. And well, he calls other, her. I forget. I forget how, but he proposes that they fake it. And she's like, Why would you want to do that? Oh yeah, he has his reasons. Yes, I have my reasons, and basically. Does he tell her right away? I don't remember. So yeah. they, they agree almost they right away. A, like, we're going to fake date. And at first he's like, what? And he's like, haven't you ever seen a rom-com? And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> anyway. It's self-aware. So, Everyone get ready. The idea is that they'll meet once a week for coffee and you know the, in the local coffee shop. That way everybody can see them because that way uh, Olive's the friend on will, will believe that they're dating and then for... Professor Adam Carlton, they uh, the department will uh, look to see that he's putting down roots in the community uh, because they're freezing like his funding and the freezing his funding because they think he's just going to go off to Harvard uh, and they don't want to give him all this funding if he's just going to leave. So he's like, oh, they if they see you with me, then they'll think, oh, he might he's actually looking to stay, he's looking to stick around, which. Also, that doesn't make any sense at all. That nope. is like so that wouldn't convince anybody. Like, oh, he's getting some pussy. Okay, cool. When that ends, it's gonna get real awkward. He'll probably leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that doesn't make any sense at all. And then the first oh, so a lot of the book is really just go the first half of the book is really just kind of that. The first like, seven oh, eighths. This day, but then it goes back and forth with her. <laughs> But wait, wait, you, you gotta, you can't skip over when like they're hammering out the details of this, and she's like, "Listen, no, here are the rules. We need to have an end date." Or she's like, "I should like know some shit about you. Like, what did you do for Christmas?" And he's like, "Well, actually, my family's more likely to celebrate Hanukkah." And she's like, "Rule number two: no sex." She's like, "He's a Jew, ew." And she was like, <laughs> I'm "Definitely not gonna fuck him now." That's literally what happens. He go, like, "I'm gonna find the quote." Wait, how do they spell Hanukkah in this book? Han- spell the Canadian Han- way. I'm assuming the author is Canadian because who else would make their main character Canadian? Oh my god, how many different Because it had of no reason to be there. Well, her only character development is she is Canadian. She has a secret question that she's trying to answer about cancer. We don't know why yet, but of course you can guess immediately. You could guess it instantly. Instantly. Like, oh, some, a parent died. Oh, yep. Okay, cool. And also, uh, I wrote down this line from On who asked, 
How could you be going out with him? He's a bastard. Is he blackmailing you? Did he find out that you're an aberration and pee in the shower? Yeah, I did highlight that too. <laughs> like it's fucking, it's all pipes. It's like ah, details. <laughs> I feel like I know this character now. <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, when she when they're hammering out. She's like, "How many times have you done this before?" And he goes, zero. But I am familiar with the trope because he talks like Spock. But she goes, "I'm not going to be your last minute backup if you need to bring a date home for Christmas." Or and he interrupts Hanukkah. My family is more likely to celebrate Hanukkah than Christmas. Though I am unlikely to celebrate either. I like that he's taking the uh, theoretical physics uh, position and saying more likely to celebrate Hanukkah than not to celebrate <laughs> Hanukkah. He's not saying they do. <laughs> His family exists in a quantum superposition <laughs> of Christmas and Hanukkah. They're Jews for Jesus. At the same time. <laughs> but she goes, okay. And then if the cat dies, they have to celebrate only one of them. <laughs> Schrodinger's Hanukkah. Uh, it's cats, Schrodinger's cats, but it's K-A-T-Z. So he says that, uh, yeah, I'm actually, my, my family celebrates Hanukkah. And she goes, okay, literally, this is two lines later. Okay, second rule, no sex. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, ew. That They're means he's part cut. of their penis. As a Canadian, I want to see that turtleneck dick. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know that it's, I need like the flannel of penises. I want to I put it over my head like a, like a <laughs> tapeworm eating something. <laughs> Uh, As a Canadian, I miss my toque, and I need a new one. <laughs> but then, a couple of pages later, after she's like, he's a Jew, I won't have sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> she just makes this observation. Adam Carlson was handsome. Adam Carlson, with his long nose. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> I was speed reading this book, and that's like, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Wow. Is this, by, is this by chance author a German student? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I read uh, her Wikipedia page. There's not much there because she's a mysterious Chuck Tingle type character. But it says that she lived in Japan and Germany before moving to the United States. Wait, are you serious? She was born, but she was born and raised in Italy. It's like She's like the Axis fucking You're power. fucking serious? She, she, that, that, wow. That is, she absolutely hates Jews then, yeah. <laughs> so um, then they start fake dating Because this is a and, great plan uh, On everyone's part Yeah So she can convince her friend It's okay to date this other guy That I dated very, very briefly But they immediately start dating And it's the greatest They're amazing What's his name? Jeremy the ginger Ew And <laughs> Oh, wait She also has this conversation with Because she tells one person That it's a fake relationship Her gay friend Malcolm um, yeah, and uh, she she says this line, you know. She asks like, "Is it a friends with benefits kind of thing?" She's like, "No, no benefits, no benefits at all. Zero sex, zero friends too." And he stared at her narrow eyed. To be clear, oral and butt stuff totally count as sex. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah, you're gay, of course, butt stuff counts as sex. <laughs> oh, oh, in no, Canada, that's, that's that gonna come back count. there. He's going to get in a quantum superposition that, himself. That was actually that, that was actually foreshadowing <laughs> for a line later. There's also a funny line. I'm planning line. on doing some research on the Large Hardon Collider. <laughs> <laughs> there was also a funny line, and one 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 of the you know times that they go to the coffee shop and she orders some exotic drink. 
Oh, she gets pumpkin spice lattes, Nate. She's the most basic yeah, exotic. person ever. <laughs> she gets, what she I mean is... A, she gets a unicorn frap at one yes, point. Yes, that's what it was. And then he like, and he had a funny look on his face when I licked the whipped cream off of my straw, and then it just immediately moves on to something else. It's like, oh, oh foreshadowing. It's, it's painfully obvious to any oh, oh, yeah, person reading this so that clear. he wants her, and it's... And, any time a character was introduced or anything happened, it was like, I know what's going to happen with that. And I was never wrong. It is the most predictable fucking it's thing. It's the, the exact ever. same fucking plot as every other, like, awkward girl who doesn't know that she's hot. She's and all that. brooding, you know, misunderstood guy. And it reminds you in the book over and over again, oh, yeah, this is just like in those rom-coms. And I actually was really annoyed by that. Because <laughs> it was like, this is actually, so I hated dumb. This. <laughs> so dumb the author is trying to apologize Please by saying, me, listen, I'm just trying to do something funny like these rom-com. But it's like, no, you didn't do an original one, though. You just copied them. Plus, there's no com. I, there's cum. <laughs> there's cum, but there's no cum. It's a rom-cum. <laughs> <laughs> and when the, the butt stuff happens later, there's some ram, a ram-cum is actually uh, what the, one of the movies they do. So they start learning about each other on these awkward coffee dates where she maxes out his credit card on snacks, and he's like, whatever. I just really want to bang you, but I don't know how to say it because I'm you know part vampire or something. He's terse. And, yes, and because he's a dick. And I like... Um, he just wants them to part. do good science, Michael. I mean, I, I did appreciate that. It kind of reminded me of uh, Stoner. Remember, and he says, doesn't anybody have fucking standards? Like at the end of the book, he's like, we have to yeah. have standards. Who gets a PhD? He's, he's not. The, it's the only part of the book was like, he's absolutely right. Like He's completely like, right. Don't do stupid shit. Like, I'm not saying that you're bad at this. I'm saying this is dumb. Fix it. And everyone's like, he hurt my feelings with my butt. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I have a hypothesis. You're a bitch. <laughs> I could observe it. But there's a part, it's still, it's actually about halfway through, I didn't realize how far this in the, in the book this was, where they're like, let's go to Fluchella and get a flu shot together, because that's a hot date when you're a PhD student, I guess. And the only shot like, he's no. going to give her. I'm only brace yourself. <laughs> but she's, he's, a, he's afraid of needles. And he has to cleave. As a child, my dot dot dot. Um, my mother would have to hold uh, uh, every. T- my mother would have to hold me in a bear hug every time I needed a shot, or I'd thrash around too much. And she had to bribe me with ice cream. But the problem was that I wanted it immediately after my shot. So she'd buy an ice cream sandwich before the doctor's appointment. And by the time I was ready to eat it, it'd be all melted in her purse and make a huge mess. So he's. His phobia is because he was a shitty kid. No, I think that was her. That was her. Oh, was that, that her? Was her? Yeah. Oh, that was her well, talking her about phobia. how nice her mom was. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Her phobia, though, was that she was a shitty kid and her mom was dumb and didn't understand heat. <laughs> and he, and he's like, I gotta fuck this thing. Just so throw that fucking ice cream sandwich into the little, this little storage thing where they keep the vaccines. It yeah. doesn't have to be, you know, a little fridge. A little yeah. fridge. That's what it's for. It's a little fridge. A little vaccine for, yeah, I'm sure there's some, you know, there's some lunch in there next to things. Yeah. Some lovely lunch meats and ice cream sandwich and a bunch of things that make kids autistic. So, um, according to, she th- according to my brother, 
Oh my God. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this, does he? No, he doesn't listen to anyone but himself. It's educational podcast. He's, uh, <laughs> so then they have to go do all sorts of things like go to... Oh, and, and meanwhile, she's she's trying to figure out what to do with her program and you know the the future she has to like i guess do a you know dissertation experiment or something like that and i never associated stanford with being underfunded uh they don't have the equipment or the ability for her to do her phd work there yeah one of the world's most expensive well-funded Primus, universities yeah. it's like oh we don't got that thing they're like we're out of pipettes sorry Try again next year, but we'll still take your $93,000 of tuition. We're really just leading into the churning out tech bros that ruin the world. We don't really care about science anymore. <laughs> but either way, at some point... Well, they go on things, and they, one thing they have to do is go to the picnic. They got to go to a picnic. Science picnic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the science mixer where... Where the only food is a loaf of cornbread that someone sneezed on. Because they're late for some reason. And it's Northern California, so they're playing Ultimate Frisbee or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so, what, what is that sport? She's like, I only know hockey. Usually <laughs> it's, it's you know, shirts and skins in a normal school. But at Stanford, you think it'd be like shirts and hemp sweatshirts. But for some reason, it's still <laughs> shirts and skins here. She's like, Anna's like, why don't you go lather up your boyfriend in sunscreen? You pale faces all need sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. This is how we kept finding you in the jungle. You stand out. So he's like, oh, my God. Charlie's in, Charlie's in the dorm. And so she, she pours a comical amount of sunscreen into her, which I'm glad they that stereotype of, uh, you know, East Asians being obsessed with, you know, not getting a, a tan applies. Yeah. And she pours sunscreen into her hand. Like a walrus's cum. It is, it is a, a walrus named Peter North. <laughs> It is Peter North Pole. <laughs> That's uh, God. That still it, kind yeah. of is his name anyway. He, uh, I've heard that he has a long series of DVDs called The North Pole. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing's about Christmas yet. Uh, so <laughs> he's giving a lot of presents. <laughs> <laughs> gift you the snut. <laughs> he's roasting D's nuts over an open fire. <laughs> I hate this book. <laughs> so then she has a, it's like she's holding a bowl of, of cottage cheese in her hands of sunscreen and she has to slather it all over the very tall, super ripped Dr. Carlson. Yeah, he's got a six pack and he's super jacked because he goes on runs. <laughs> Potentially an eight pack. Yes. Oh, did you know that the, uh, the character Olive also runs marathons? Because that's mentioned exactly two and a half times in the book. At that that's why she's that's why she's re- mysteriously hot. But like, but she can't afford contacts. <laughs> <laughs> the running fees are just too much. But that's that, that's just mentioned randomly. She's like, oh, he just like he really just wants a girl with a messy bun on her head and flip flops who runs a marathon every so often. It's like, does the, is the marathon thing going to matter? Is that part of the and why every so often? They're they're like once a year. She's not going to travel for these marathons. She's a grad student. Someone must have told the writer, like, listen, I think you need to like develop her character. I was like, how about I mention two and a half times one of her hobbies? She you know, pees yeah, in the shower exactly you and she runs marathons, but does not run the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and she—that's why she can carbo load on pumpkin spice uh, fraps. Yes. 
So she slathers up Count uh, Scienceula with with sunscreen, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's so hot!" Half the people just jerk it off right there at the uh, at the picture. They are so obviously in love. It's every yeah, exactly, and um, but they're but they can't see it because their eyes are clouded with jizz, mm. and uh, and then and everyone's like, "Oh my god, I guess they really are an item because that's what love looks like." I mean, that is what love looks like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Pouring your white sticky shit all over someone else <laughs> and making them rub it in. <laughs> the rubbing it in part is a little weird, but yes. Well, what are they supposed to do with it? You don't want them to rub it off. They just did that. Mm. Well, you, you rubbed it out. <laughs> We're talking but about there was also this right part now, after that where somebody's car, somebody, they were like, everybody's leaving the parking lot, and somebody's car dies. And then they got Dr. Adam to push the car out oh, of the way. Oh, God. Yeah, I remember that. To oh, push yeah. the car out of the way. But it's like, but here's the thing. If you put a car in neutral. It's not very hard at all. It's not very hard. And it, clearly the author doesn't know but that. But he was very hard. He pushed it with his dick. I think he's <laughs> also, uh, he's taking steroids because they said, look at his shoulders. Do humans make shoulders that big? Dead giveaway when a dude's juicing shoulders. <laughs> the shoulder's not supposed to get that. Seriously, the shoulder's not supposed to get that big naturally. So when you see like he just giant just shoulders. He does shrugs and shrug, running. Shrugs at the muscle next to your neck that's going to hit. But like when you have big like bowling ball shoulders, like caps, that's juice. That's, <laughs> that's gear. He is definitely, he is doing it. Um, that and all of his horrible back knee that he <laughs> can't explain. The 34-year-old man his, with a receding hairline. baby dick. His nuts that don't produce testosterone anymore. And his rage. <laughs> so all this is, she's like, man, this guy is just like so hot for a big mysterious Jew. And he's like, I feel like I'm <laughs> and, falling. And suddenly, for- it's suddenly after this, after she sees him. Put you know shirtless with the and then move the move the car, which actually isn't very hard. Where she wants his lightsaber, where she finally <laughs> is like, I wow, okay, you know what? I think I actually am into him now. How and she's like, I didn't notice before how hot he is. You can stick it in my end or somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh no, I didn't get it. Ewoks live on Endor. the moon. Endor. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Keep up, Mike. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, um, and so then, so this is about halfway, I think, somewhere around there. Oh, also, meanwhile, the whole book, they're doing that stupid thing that books do now where they write out entire emails with the from and to section. And the, sub, and the subject line. And the subject yeah. line. But at least, at, you know. And, and the, like, the, the sign off. Oh, yeah. You know, I, and sent from my iPhone. Like, <laughs> sent from my iPhone. No. <laughs> this product placement doesn't work in books. I did the audio book, <laughs> and the narrator read, sent from my iPhone. And I was like, why the fuck? But I also, at least I will, I'll say, I'll give Fifty Shades of Grey this amount of credit in that the subject was always some faux witty changing thing. This just kept the same one. It was like, hey, R-E, hey, R-E, R-E, what's going on? It's like, stop, stop doing that. That's how, that's how email works, though. But like fucking text each but other. it's a book. It's a book fucking... Suspension of disbelief. Don't like do make that. it more interesting. It's or just an say insane the content of the email in a paragraph. Right? Like just, I don't know why they're emailing at all. And then I got an email from him that said, 
you know. You guys are fucking emailing each other from your phones. Text each other like human beings. Let's put this on our, yeah. our school email. I guess maybe they're trying to like lay a trail in their school emails. Yeah, that way the funding will get unfrozen sooner. It's like from Professor Carlson at Stanford ADU. Nom, nom, nom. Do you love these cummies? <laughs> so uh olive is also uh doing you know she's doing she's a grad student so she's doing all this research and she sent early in the book she sent away to like all these conferences and all these other programs because she needs to like go somewhere else that has funding so she can finish her research she needs somewhere that has a specific electron microscope so she can do a science and only Harvard has it because Ellie Hazelwood is a fan of the Ivies. And she gets she finds out, you know, because um, everything has to be neat, the guy re- responds to her, Professor Tom Benton, not a detective. And he he's like, yeah, let's talk. I'll be in town for some bullshit, and then we'll talk. And finds out, oh, my God, that's Adam Carlson's best bro. And he's like, all right, let's Besides go Besides his other gay project. friend, Holden Madick. <laughs> oh, yeah, Holden McCrotch or whatever. It's it Rodriguez. Holden, Holden Rodriguez. Holden Rod is the start <laughs> oh of his Oh, my God. <laughs> Holden Rod, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> God, and he dates a guy whose name is basically male cum. Oh, man. <laughs> then... Everything works out because Adam Carlson slash Kylo Ren is a magic man who could use the force um, to fix all of her problems through networking. (laughs) And that's, oh, now I have to write up a long paper. I have to do a proposal for this guy. See, what would have been hilarious if in this book, if instead of all of like, you know, Dr. Carlson and having like grad students, is if it was Kylo Ren and these are like his Sith Lords in training, (laughs) that would have been so funny if it was like, you know, and you just, because he's really mean to them, supposedly that's an important part of the book. And then, like, obviously, that's what Darth Vader would do. So, but then, you know, no one would question it. No one would be like, you hurt my feelings when you gave me feedback on my, like, force <laughs> journey thing that I just did, you know. Good. Hate leads to the dark side. <laughs> Let the hate flow through you. It's like, I just feel like uh, when you designed this experiment, it didn't uh, come up with a way to kill enough sand people. Like, what? <laughs> I think we're calling them Tuscan Raiders now in the lore. <laughs> Shut up. So um, that's a thing that's happening too, because she's like, you know, trying to do science, even though. So this is this is a thing about the book. Now I understand that the stereotype of you know nerds, it, they they do you know regular human things too, and like joke around and you know watch TV and whatever. They don't just sit in the laboratory all day and just like say Eureka. They do, because they these don't people very much. Are incredibly dumb. They are so dumb. They're just they're just dumb college kids who occasionally will say something like, Oh, well, I have to analyze the DNA for that later. All right, they bye. Act, they Let's act go. more like high school kids in terms of yeah, emotional were, maturity and human maturity and average intelligence. Written by a professor, though, maybe that's true. Yeah. What if that's not true? 
I mean, they could be a lie. I mean, the only thing that part, the only parts that didn't matter too. were the science words. Or the only things that were correct were the science words. So, oh, also, every chapter starts with the obnoxious thing of hypothesis, and it's kind of like what's going to happen in the chapter. But it's like, hypothesis, if I eat a burrito with Dr. Carlson, I will take a massive shit that afternoon. <laughs> they're, they're just really dumb hypotheses. Like, hypothesis, if I if things could be really bad, I'll go be a big old dummy and make them bad. They're, like, they're really silly. Yeah, they're hypotheses for sure. <laughs> hypotheses was definitely like a Greek <laughs> scholar of poop. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we get the word. <laughs> Hypotheses. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. That, that. There's Sophocles, <laughs> Plato, <laughs> Hypotheses. His plays were shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Him and his apprentice, Pythagoras. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, Nate, so what so, else? So, okay. Dr. Adam's friend, the one from Harvard, accepts. Al, uh, uh, not Ali, fuck, uh, Olive's proposal to do research there and basically says, yeah, sure, you can, you know what? You can come to Harvard next year and you can use my lab next year. And he's like, great, awesome. This would just, this is amazing. This will definitely help. Now I can end pan- pancreatic cancer. Yeah, because she, you know, talks about her mom and Adam's like, oh man, death is a real thing. I'm a 34 year old man. I forgot about that. <laughs> I will never hold die. That's why hold, I do science. <laughs> Holden Schlong is like, just also randomly, I don't trust Tom Benton. See you later. That's just... Like, oh. As a gay man, I can tell when men are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> More like Tom bent over. Mm. Mm. So, um, so, and then there's going to be a conference and uh, Olive's paper has been accepted to give a presentation at the conference on a panel which apparently never happens to like grad students and she's and she's all and one of her flaws as a character is that she's nervous about public speaking and that she's canadian yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't know what i'm gonna talk about <laughs> holy shit so she's scared Guys, about it her name is you know this is like the fake names we make nate say her name is olive do you know what her last name is, Nate? Garden. Olive D's nuts. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not at all. I just, well, her friend, I just that'd be her, her gay friend keeps calling her Kalamata, as though that's like a clever joke. I wish she used multiple types of olives throughout. He only knows the one. Like when she eventually bangs uh, Carlson, it's like, hey, this olive's been pitted. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> Take all of my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, it's spicy down there. I put a pimento in my urethra. <laughs> For you. Oh, extra virgin. <laughs> I think that would have been look better. That would have been amazing if that's because there was a piece like, oh my god, you're basically a virgin. He should have said that. <laughs> extra virgin. <laughs> You should have said that in his Kylo Ren oh, yeah, yeah. distortion voice. Yeah. <laughs> Extra virgin. Uh, so anyway, so there's this thing with the conference. So they're gonna she's gonna go to the conference and like give the give her talk that she's all nervous about. But then she also needs a hotel in 
Harvard and and in in Boston, and there are none they're going to be there to get. And yet, on is now going to room with her new boyfriend Jeremy. You know the one that spoke in class that in the day. beginning. Yeah, and then uh, so I was like, oh, there's nowhere where I could possibly get. Also, she's being paid like very little. Grad students do make absolutely nothing. That yeah, that part is accurate. It's a way to like for supplement sure. their tuition essentially right like they get worked as slaves and basically like yeah the tuition is kind of sometimes it's free for phd things and you work as a ta and you get like a living stipend but it's not living or you teach the undergraduate courses especially at elite universities like this you if you're an undergraduate with there you rarely see a real professor yeah like those 100 level courses are all grad students even at not prestigious places that's a common practice yeah, to pass definitely. the savings on to you, <laughs> on to the football team, <laughs> and so she like there's, there's nowhere she's going to be able to like find a hotel at the last minute, especially because she doesn't have a car. She's not going to have a car there, and and so oh, okay, Adam sorry, it's like that's the most ridiculous thing. They're in they're in California and Stanford, and he's like, there are no bike lanes. Really, California of all places has no bike lanes yeah, around a college. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they just have special. Lesbian Prius lanes, like what? <laughs> what not for to... if not for if you are a lesbian with a Prius, but the Prius itself has yeah, to be gay. The, if the car identifies as it, then they're like, yeah, like, who, who am I to judge? But they don't have bicycle lanes in California. Please, that's ridiculous. That is absurd to assume. They do not have them in um, Boston, though, because that place is uh, white trash Thunderdome. <laughs> and also that city was has not, you know, they've been like stuck with the plans from 1642 or whatever. Yeah, it's wherever my horse chose to turn, this is a road now. <laughs> Let's yeah. just fucking pave it, whatever. In cobblestones. Yeah. So Adam says, oh, you can stay with me. You can stay. It'll only be one night. This is still when they're like, you know, it's still pretending. They're like, oh, we're, we're, we're still fake dating, but, but, uh. But at this oh, point, really into him. Somewhere around here, though, it has to be said that she accidentally said to the gay dude, "I really have, I like like him now." And then he and and uh, fuck his name, Adam overhears this, and she's like, "I meant someone else." And she's like, "Oh my god, what am I going to do?" And then she learns from somebody else that he has feelings for somebody, or has always been talking about this girl from the bathroom three years ago. No, not it's not that specific. It's oh, just, right. oh, some person that oh, he yeah. is really into. This you know. girl fucking blew that shit up. They each think that the other is into somebody. Of course, right. it's them, but they don't know that because everybody in the book is a fucking idiot. They're really stupid. And so then they have to go to the hotel room together, Nate. Sorry. So like it's like all building up. So she goes to the conference, gives her speech, and then it goes she well, or at it. least, yeah. And then... After that, and then at the end, the, the, the asshole guy, Tom, or whatever it is, says, like, oh, this, this was nothing, you know, and you're, oh, and you're, you, you, you just fucked, you know, Adam so that you could get ahead in grad school. Well, now you're going to have to fuck me. Nice legs, by the way. <laughs> and she's a hot guy. Yeah. <laughs> and says it's so crude you know, and like your legs. you know your research is terrible and you don't amount you won't amount to anything but you gave me your like whole experimental everything so i can just re i'm just gonna recreate your whole thing and then publish in my name and you'll get no credit but you'll love it in my lab next year 
with me. You'll use the electron microscope you, to see my you, dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's like, it's like a Bond villain speech that he gives. He gives every detail. Yes. And then she goes, why? Why are you doing this? And he says, because I can. It's like, <laughs> and there's been these lines throughout the whole book, especially from the, the uh, social justice Vietnamese woman, where she's like, white men are the devil, and white men, are, they suck, and just act like you're a shitty white guy, and everything will be great. Like It's like, okay. Um, and then, yeah. So her advice for public speaking is, just pretend you're a mediocre white man. Carry yourself with the confidence of a mediocre white man. That was what their yeah. advisor, the Turkish professor woman, was he, everyone has like a name that is like, I'm going to pick another country, pick a name from that country, and that's another character who's not in the book. Who turns out that other professor, though, like the female one, who's her advisor, is retiring. But we will learn later, she's a shitty advisor. <laughs> so yeah. She's, like, she's oh, phoning wow, it in because her husband died. Or because right. he's sick. He's done, yeah. So she's just like, this is... I don't give a fuck anymore. I just have to get to the end of this semester, and I don't care what happens to you guys, which I'm sure that happens. I mean, I'm sure some... Oh, yeah. You know, PhD programs, like you spend a lot of time with that professor, your advisor, but I'm sure they're not all, they're not all great. But Because so many professors are awesome teaching teacher. because they have to, because they love teaching, especially like heavy research people. Well... It's the thing. I always remember this uh, professor gave us this thing in, in undergraduates who was like, these are the differences you need to know between high school and college. And it has a whole list of things. But one of them was high school teachers are trained to teach you stuff. They're taught how to teach. Professors are not taught how to teach. Professors are taught how to do research. So don't yeah. expect them to teach like a high school teacher. And it was actually they pretty also good advice. don't give a shit if you it's pass. Very true. They, teachers, they're not held to the same kind of uh, teachers have incentives. to teachers are judged based on how their students do professors are not yeah I mean you do get to fill out that thing every once in a while like this professor was a meanie and the class <laughs> was hard you know if, if what you hear in the social media is to be believed nowadays more kids complain about professors and stuff happens but I'm sure that's I mean you have to you have to do some like like egregiously racist shit to be like called out but if you're just like mean and everyone fails your tests they're like fuck you whatever when yeah, I was at um, when I was in undergrad, I was at Stony, when I was at Stony Brook. All the kids there were well, they wanted to be doctors, so they all took organic chemistry. And every test was curved because nobody got above like a fucking forty on them. I was like, how does the system work? Yeah, professors it's often insane. are garbage teachers. They're usually, I mean, oftentimes they're like TAs you have or like you know, grad students who. They're overwhelmed with their own shit that they're not actually going to teach very well or no have any guidance to teach very well. Or have any or interest in teaching the, well. Yeah, it's a thing they just like, this is, I have to do this for four hours a week so I can spend the rest of my time on the shit I actually care about. It's a fucking ridiculous system. Bonkers. But Also, no, okay, to get even more off topic, the failure on rate topic. of college students is for like the kids that just fail, the number of kids that just fail out of college is huge. And which is, you know, is it okay, kids that just can't fail make it. or kids that just don't? I mean, finish. they 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 fail and they drop out. Okay. The number of kid, the number of kids, the number of like teenagers or young adults that take on college debt and then don't get a degree is huge. And a lot of universities are like 
only graduating like 40% or less of the people who they take in. Well, it's kind of, maybe as a society, we shouldn't have spent the last generation telling every child they need to go to college. Because that was Those colleges need to make money, though. How are you going to afford the best football coach if you don't tell kids they have to go to college to subsidize the football team? Where the col- where the football players don't actually have to take classes. They don't have to fucking read. I wish we had football when we were in high school. It's illegal in f- New York. Is that football in high school? Yeah, there's no football teams in New York's high school. Hmm? No, that's not true. Is New there York some? City or New York State? Yeah, uh, there are. There are. I, there not, are some. There's not that many. It's, I think it's rare in New York City. It's just most New York City schools don't have the place. Don't have a field, and if and football's expensive equipment wise, and you know you turn their brains into pudding. Yeah, but you know we don't care about that. Yeah. Speaking of brains made of porridge, though, these characters. So after or whatever Tom, they call them, porridge in Canada. Uh, I'm not sure what the Tim Hortons sells a really good version of it though, whatever it is. And in and in Quebec it has cheese. Uh, Pumpkin spice poutine. <laughs> so well, that sounds horrible. Horrible thing. You monster. <laughs> so uh they go back, uh so Tom is like, I I'm gonna fuck you all the time and I could do it because I can. Ha ha ha. And she's like, oh, no. And then they mentioned about nine times, but she's stupid. Keep, don't forget that. She's a dumb person because everyone in the book is a dumb person. That she had been filming her speech. She had recorded it because she's a, oh, she's so goofy. She forgot to hit stop. And this is all recorded. And you as the reader, because you've known everything that's going to happen so far, you know this part too, even though the characters don't know it yet. She just caught his fucking comical admission of guilt on recording. She wouldn't use this word because she hates Jews, but her his whole spiel. <laughs> it's because she doesn't know what a Jew is, mostly, because... What is they this Shonica you keep speaking she's of? Canadian. Yeah. Do they have their own province up there? Where do they send them to... Uh, it's got to be something with Yukon. Jukon, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. I, knew, I knew there was something. I knew it. I, I just couldn't, couldn't figure out it. <laughs> or it could be the what, what Jews say if you offer them pork and they say, I'll have none of it. <laughs> the other one I could. Uh, is none of it a province or is that the people? It's a territory. But oh. it is, uh, there, are, there are 10 provinces and three territories, Jimmy. Everybody knows this. <laughs> yeah. So all right, so she's all sad. She goes back to the hotel room and she's crying. And Adam comes in, comes back. Oh, he comes the in. Hotel room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's later. We haven't got there yet. Uh, he was the keynote speaker of the whole conference. Yet her talk was the exact same time as the keynote. I, I've never been to a scientific conference, but that doesn't make. sense I have to been me. to not a science conference, but I've been to other conferences. And there are a base conference. Well, I mean, the conference, the kind of conference I would put in undergrad <laughs> or like a, a, po- a post grad student kind of thing, like they'll have other stuff going on, stuff that people don't care as much about. The hardcore nerdery. Yeah, just like other things to go to. There's always going to be someone up against the main stage. All well, right. So, so he can't he, watch, he's he like, misses it. And she's crying, but she doesn't want to tell him what Tom said because Tom's his friend. And she's like, I'm just, I'm just not going to tell him. But he's like, oh, I can see you're so sad. How about let's go out? He's very, you know, caring. It's like, let's, let me take you out to dinner. 
So they go out to dinner. Oh, she, but they go through. She says where she gives the first of two very stupid opinions. Um, where he goes, how about we get burgers? And you know, remember Nate? Why she refused to get hamburgers? Yeah, because they taste like feet. Yes, burgers taste like foot. And he's like, oh my god, I did, I thought she was, you know, what are we supposed to say these days? Canadian, not, not that R word. Oh, Canadian, <laughs> thank you. But I had no idea it was this bad. Burger tastes like foot? What are you, a fucking caveman toddler? No, what she was trying to tell him was that she was a foot girl, and like she really loves burgers, but he's too stupid to pick up on that. She does, so her feet do come up again during the love scene. Oh, um, yeah. But then, is it, oh no, after dinner, you go out to dinner, the you other stupid thing is back sushi. in the hotel. All you could eat, Boston sushi, just like in Tokyo. <laughs> But you could tell she's a fan, because Nate, do you remember what her favorite Fast and Furious movie was? Tokyo Drift. It was Tokyo Drift. (laughs) The one that everyone agrees is bad, but she's like, hey. I agree as well. Highly agree. Also also crazy, though, is that he actually does have a favorite Fast (laughs) and Furious movie. And he comes up with Fast Five, of course. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, Fast Five, though I have a feeling you're going to say, cut off Tokyo Drift. And he's like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. He's like, this hyper nerd who has no social skills, like, has a favorite Fast and Furious movie. (laughs) (laughs) But he also is like, although you might, there are two camps on this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but at this point, this book's from two years ago. There were like 19 Fast and Furiouses by then. Surely nobody who watches those is like, they peaked at five. They're up to like 10 now, right? Uh, they are currently at the f- 10, which is the first half two. of the final one. So I think the final one will be the 11th, which is 10 part two. That's, that's, that's car math. Um, car math. Car math. Um, car math McCarthy is, uh, <laughs> got car in it twice. <laughs> Fast, so sorry, Fast and Furious 12, Blood Meridian. <laughs> <laughs> All the pretty horsepower uh, oh, yeah, is the tagline. <laughs> the road on which really room room cars go. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see the Carmack McCarthy series of Fast and Furious films. You know, I would like to see the movie, Pix- I would like to see Pixar's Cars as done by Cormac McCarthy. <laughs> It's like, I'm so afraid of what that could be. <laughs> so, sorry, Nate. I just, that, I just, I was like, why is this detail in the book? Because Tokyo Drift was like 2003. Why would, any, why would anyone be like, that's, that's the greatest? So much like these people, they go out to Tokyo Drift around Harvard. <laughs> Tokyo Drift would snacks. be a great name for a conveyor belt sushi place, though. I, I've got to admit that. <laughs> Except the yeah. conveyor belt goes faster and faster. It's, you have to sit by the curve where the food just smacks you. Like it just flies <laughs> off because of some centripetal force or something. So, Nate, what actually does happen? Tell oh, us okay. about the so, love like, scene. Yeah, Nate, can you tell us the whole love scene? This <laughs> might be the longest. It? This might be the longest love scene in romance book history. I have so many thoughts on it, though. But Nate, okay, so Nate has the most. He was texting us them. He was like, "This position is." <laughs> Nate's like, Nate, I don't care how close you are. Please stop. I'm at work. (laughs) (laughs) You're at work, too. (laughs) I'm jacking it as fast and furious as I can. (laughs) Fast five is what he calls his hand. (laughs) So So they go back to the hotel room, and Olive is like, oh, no, I forgot my pajamas. Even though she's staying for a week. (laughs) Yeah. Forgot them, and he's like, oh, you can... 
is my t-shirt. You know what? I did go on a trip once for a week and I forgot all of my shirts. (laughs) 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 I had to buy shirts there. It happens. But like, you could sleep in whatever. Like, you don't need, like... Oh, he's going to sleep in her. Oh, yeah. So he gives her his shirt that says something fucking dumb and nerdy. It's like, science ninja or something. Science ninja, yeah. And her response was, did you steal it? It's actually kind of funny. Uh, no, I killed then, a man and took it from him. <laughs> I murdered. You know, they're actually there. What you're picturing are the Ronin. They're actually like. If he, imagine he he pulled out like a bunch of samurai and ninja lore, and she's just like, "Oh, he's a fucking weeb. I'm done. I don't want to fuck this guy anymore." <laughs> he pulled out his Mitsuko body pillow from his bag. <laughs> You know, it's called, people think that it's Psy or what those little trident things are called, <laughs> which is ridiculous because Raphael, I don't know, they would also never use those with throwing stars. <laughs> so what, what does happen, Nate? Sorry. All right. So, and they're like, uh, so finally they're like, you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> they're, they're finally like, she's but really I, hot in the shirt. Yeah. They're really hot and they're really into each other, but they're like, no, but they're both saying, we can't do you this. You don't want like this. <laughs> But you don't want this because you want someone else. I'm like, no, you you don't want this because you want someone else. It's like, but this isn't like I didn't come here to do this. And he's like, yeah, I know. I, I just come. offered you the room. I offered you the room because I was being nice. This definitely did not occur to me even once. Definitely, there's no way. You remember how, how he this. convinces her to bang him? He's like, he fucking grabs her hand and is like, feel my dick. <laughs> She's like. I guess he does want this. Well, you know, all these dumb romantic comedies rely on a little bit of miscommunication or misunderstanding for there to be a, a conflict. Yeah, but this whole just, book is miscommunication of he likes someone they're, else, they're but fucking, we're pretending. Because they're, they're people who can't read social cues and don't yeah. know how to communicate their thoughts. Because her contacts so are old. she, you know, he's, he's like, I want, she's like, you want someone else. And he's like, you want someone else. She's like, but I want this. And he's like, but I want this. And they can never figure, oh, it's each other. Oh, oh, geez, I feel silly now. Like, they never actually figure that out in this scene. She's just like, just let's just fuck now. I need to have some cock. Better do a cum. (laughs) I have a hypothesis. That dick's going to be nice. And then she observes it, and she's like, wow, it's actually, it's even bigger than I thought. It's also got abs. <laughs> abs on his dick. <laughs> it's ribbed. And it's ribbed. It, and when they're talking about how they shouldn't do it, they're like, uh, and, and he says, but I didn't, I didn't bring any protection. And she says, we could do other things. You know, like fingernail stuff but, but, and, and but then hair stuff. So. Well, she's also on the, well, they she's do. On the pill. So she's like, oh, you could just fucking nut in there. Do whatever you want, dude. And he's like, oh, sweet. She meant anal, but he's like, no. That's how well, I she meant. C. I want to learn about the blowjob. Because then, Nate, walk us through the sex scene a little bit more. I really want to hear some more about Be it. Be graphic. I forget what happened. But I was on the train masturbating to it. And it was it was pretty good. <laughs> it was quite an extensive scene. It was yes. two fucking two chapters. chapters. Yes, and but this, this is the just only, but this is the only scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But this is the only scene. Whereas in like Fifty Shades or in um, uh, what was that other stupid The Misses? It was like they were all very short, but there were many 
many sex scenes. This was like a chapter of foreplay and then three quarters of another chapter of more foreplay and then actual banging was still two pages. He eats her pussy like the Last Supper and she's like, oh my God, that, no, I, I, we should do things for you. He's like, this is for me. Daddy's hungry. And he's like, this moral, you can eat sushi. She's like, I showered. He's like, mm. yeah. But, and then, <laughs> but also then after they bang and they fall asleep half an hour later, he goes down on her again. He's like, he's still, he's sucking the cum out. He's snowballing himself. He's like, oh, avalanche. Nate, do you know what a snowball is? <laughs> Nate. No. When a man and a woman love each other very much, <laughs> Nate. <laughs> and it's the man's birthday. I, that's a weird present to give or receive. Um, I think you give and receive. Yeah, it uh, is a giving and receiving process. <laughs> Nate, oh, okay. what do you I think, think I, it is? I think I get it. Usually Dude, it doesn't happen proof. the way it does in this book, though. But he does uh, suck his own cum out of the lady's vagina. Which is, I guess, very progressive. I, I don't know. But it was just like, oh, that's that's interesting. Don't I, worry, you I won't honestly get haven't seen I'll this. Eat it. I, I didn't know that they were going to do this in this nerd romance book. <laughs> well, because she, she, they bang after he eats a lot of puss. So and she's going to get a UTI because she just falls asleep immediately. Well, gravity makes most of it come out. And it's just sitting down there like a little, a little soup for him. And then he's... It's like a bisque. Uh, she, she's like... <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like a yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a seafood um, bisque. It's a very salty soup. It's like miso, <laughs> miso horny. And so then she, uh, she's like, "No, I'm all dirty." He's like, "I'll clean you up." And then he gives her a cat bath by licking sweat and cum off of her. And then she's like, "I can't fuck you again. Your dick is just too fucking big." And uh, you know, I'm sore. But let me blow you. And he's like, oh, no, don't let me stop you. And then she goes, um, I've never done this before. And this is, again, like in Fifty Shades of Grey, where she had never blown a guy before, but is a natural at it. And she has also had sex, you know, two or three times back in college, but she's still like Just so she could say incredible. she did it, basically, yeah. I mean, he does most of the work, admittedly. But the blowies... She's like, just, uh, you know, it's fucking super awkward, actually, because she's going to, she's this dick about, you know, she's holding like a microphone to speak into, and she goes, those big Canadian teeth. You've been, (laughs) you've been blown before, right? And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a sign, man, I'm a 34-year-old male scientist. I have been blown four times before. (laughs) And she's like, uh, well, so tell me, like, I'll take feedback throughout the process. And then she blows him, and he's like, just let me come in your mouth. Which, I don't know if that's how it is the first time a lady blows you, and you have a giant schmeichel, and she doesn't know what she's doing. Not once did teeth come out? Oh, come on now. That's ridiculous. Maybe he likes teeth. He, he, is, he is a uh, contrarian type guy. He would yeah. be like, no. He's he likes suffering. Teeth. Yeah, that's fair. It's like teeth and throat. And so, Ew. And she comes and she comes in her mouth and she's like, oh, num num num's dessert. And then they go to sleep and then they wake up and she's like, I'm going to break up with you. Yeah. And there's still a kind of a lot of book left. Well, there's still like the big conflict of like, because she, oh, because he has to go on a job interview to Harvard because, you know, because even though he's gotten some funding. Yeah. After she got some fun dick. (laughs) No, she did. Um, So he has, 
He has several days of job interviews at Harvard to go to. She doesn't want to tell him that actually it's her, it's his friend Tom that is like, oh, She says yeah, someone you know, was mean gonna, to her and says some shitty yeah, things. Yeah, that, that was mean to her. She like, can't tell him. So instead, she's going to just break up with him. She's going to, oh, well, also, no, I can't it's, tell it's him because about that. When they got together, she said, we're going to set a breakup date so that we can, you know, keep this thing, keep things kosher for you. Um, <laughs> and that's today. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> so then and that's today. She breaks up with him. And he's like taken aback, but yet still okay. He just broods like he normally does. He normally just broods all day, so I guess there's no difference. Yeah. And then he goes off to his interviews, but then uh, Olive's friend On comes in and is like, "Oh, why are you just lying in your bed crying all day? That doesn't make sense." And then tells her, oh, this was actually all fake dating this whole time, except maybe got a little real there. But now I love him. And then, but quick, let me just, while you're talking, let me send the video of my talk to my, you know, uh, professor person back at Stanford. And then she is like, oh, but I have to edit it first. And she accidentally plays through the laptop speakers the accidental recording of Tom saying, oh, you're just going to fuck me like you fucked him to get ahead. And they're like, what? What was that? Oh, my God. And then it turns out her gay roommate friend is also there. And it's like, hey, and I just hooked up with that other gay professor who we haven't talked about, but it's mentioned a couple of times in the book. And it's like, oh, and Adam's but didn't you know friend. about this? Yeah, his other friend, which is actually Adam's been friends with for a very long time because they also grew up together in The Hague. <laughs> and then, oh, but we should actually, and it's, it gets, it's overly complicated, too, but it's like, oh, you should know, you should just go tell him what's really going on, then he can decide what he wants to do, so to go and find him, and he's, like, done a couple of Harvard interviews, she's out at dinner with the Harvard faculty, and she's like, can I speak to you for a second, and Tom is like, no, go away, and so then she talks to, talks to Adam, I was like, and then she just plays the recording. By accident, I think she does it, does she do it by accident, or? I don't remember, it just, like, it starts playing, it just happens, it just, it just happens, boom, anyway, she plays, and he's like, what, what is that, let me deal with this, and, and then the guy, try, the guy, like, they get into a, a kind of a fist fight, almost, and then the Harvard person is like, meh, Dr. Anderson, I demand an explanation, <laughs> like, she, like, he's in fourth grade, and, uh, and he goes, I'll, I'll take care of this, then I'll, I'll take care of him, and then I'll come back for you and take care of you and your vagina. And then she's like, okay, bye. And then they, they leave. And the next scene, he's like, yes, no. And I, you know, told all everyone at Harvard about what Tom was doing. And so, and yes, now we're finally together. Which, but, does, but, but, um, is there anything happened with the lab though? Cause what happens to Tom's lab? Does he get to keep his job? Uh, so Tom, no, Tom's going to lose his job at, at Harvard. And she uh, applies to, like, other programs and gets accepted at some place that's also very good, but is still in California. And so Adam's going to stay in California at Stanford, and she's going to stay there, too. And now they can finally be together. And she says something about, like, she does some statistics words, which I'm sure were real words, and I just didn't understand what they meant. She's like, oh, I was afraid of the... The null hypothesis. No, that wasn't it. It was something else. But really, I just want to say, 
and there was a stupid line about I love you, but she said it in Dutch. And then the end. Oh, yeah, because he speaks Dutch for some reason. You know, yeah. His parents, parents grew up were in the Hague. diplomats, yeah. Because his, his parents were war criminals in the Hague. <laughs> his, <so>. parents, <laughs> his parents were at Nuremberg for the wrong reasons. <laughs> and so then... They were collaborators. Yeah, as a Hanukkah celebrator. <laughs> Deep cover. Then, yeah, there you go. And then... And then, and then there's one more bonus chapter, which I did not oh, read. Oh, no, but I think there are two sequels to this. What? Already? I saw, like, it was like the Love Hypothesis series. Like, Get the fuck out of here. I saw that there was, like, scenes from another book, but I thought it was, like, a different unrelated book, but I don't know. Oh, well, I, I didn't look too closely into it. I was like, I don't want to download all three of them. The this. epilogue was just, like, them, like, ten months later, and they're just, like, together, and that's it. It's nothing of consequence. Doing well, science. she has uh, the book... You know, the Love Hypothesis, the next year she published a book called Love on the Brain, and the year after this most recent year was Love, comma, theoretically. Like, Love Actually. Oh, so clever. I, um, I, just, I don't know if their sequels are unrelated. I don't know either. Let's just see. Love. Oh, my God. They're not, but Jesus Christ, this synopsis sounds amazing. Like an avenging purple-haired Jedi <laughs> bringing balance oh to God, the man-splained universe. Be Königswasser lives by a simple code. They what all would Dutch? Marie Curie do? <laughs> oh, Jesus, I guess they're not sequels. Love theoretically. Let's see what this one's about. The many lives of theoretical physicist Elsie Hannaway have finally caught up with her. By day, she's an adjunct professor toiling away at grading labs and teaching thermodynamics in the hope of landing tenure. By other day... <laughs> Wait, what? Elsie make other day? <laughs> Which day? No, no, no. The other day. She makes up for her non-existent paycheck by offering her services as a fake girlfriend. What? Jesus Christ. I hate that. I hate that a lot. Oh, well, because it's never too early to start thinking about punishment books. Mm-hmm. Well, this could be our next, you know, Valentine's Day series. <laughs> oh God! So okay, it was dumb. Except my standards are so low <laughs> because of the misses. The misses was literally the worst fucking book of all time. <laughs> so in comparison, I was like, okay, all right. I'll go with it. Sure, fine. It was actually much better written than that. Still wasn't good, but it was quite a bit better written. And even though it was predictable, I would go with it's quite a bit. Maybe a bit oh, oh. better written. <laughs> no, it's definitely it, I, much I, better written. Than the much message. better written in terms of like actually having a plot that actually matters. So it still wasn't great. It still had all these problems, but. This had zero guys named Blordgat in it, so so did the missus. <laughs> <laughs> but we weren't sure for a while. <laughs> there could have been a fucking Blordgat because the movie because we know a lot more about Star Wars than we know about Albania. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Even though Albania is real, <laughs> Star Wars is real. Star Wars it was isn't far, far away, like Albania is. Yeah. They probably have Ewoks in Albania. I don't fucking know if they fucking might. I don't know. <laughs> According to <laughs> the missus, they do. Anyway, even though it was dumb, it was 
the, the missus was so bad. I cannot <laughs> stress how bad that was. It broke you. So in comparison, I was like, eh, okay. I would actually give it three stars. Wow. Three stars is, isn't three stars like I liked it. Yeah. I mean, according, to, three good, stars? according to Goodreads. Maybe two, yeah. in two stars is it's okay. Is yeah, their, their ratings are kind of odd, but. It's like, it's, you know what? I'm glad it wasn't the missus. That's. That's, That's the bar. It was a toss-up between one and two for me, and I went with one. It's not as bad as The Misses. It's not as bad as Fifty Shades. It just felt so fucking boring. And the premise was so stupid. It was. And I, look, I'm not saying that people that aren't writers shouldn't write, but don't. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Like, it, it, okay, you do you. I'm happy for you. But, like, it's clear that this person was not a, and I don't want to say trained writer, because plenty of good writers that aren't trained, but this was like a 14-year-old writing Star Wars fan fiction. The characters were boring. They have zero redeeming qualities other than they're attracted to each other because he's got an eight-pack and he's a little terse but nice, and she's there, and every other side character is, their identity is whatever non-white thing they are. It's just, it's, it's fucking shallow, and it's, it's so boring. It was so boring. I was so bored the whole time. At least for me, like, the missus sucked ass, but it was so stupid that it was almost like, I I want to see how bad this can get. This was not even like bad enough to be that bad. It was just like this is it's fucking boring. Like you know what's going to happen from page 2. It's the same it's the exact same plot that's been done a thousand times. And it was just like eh. No, it's an extremely predictable book. There is there are zero surprises. This is a children's novel level predictability with a weird, weirdly intense graphic fuck scene, <laughs> and then go, they go back to being really like the really most fucking coy vert. Like it, it was pussy scene. Yeah, it was just yeah. This is like a she's like the coyest nerd in the world, and then in one chapter suddenly someone's slurping his own cum out of her pussy, and then they go back to being like awkward people. Like what the fuck is happening? In my experience, after you do that, you try to not talk about it afterwards anyway. Well, your mouth is full. True, but even the morning after, after you've it's had like multiple Mr. cups Ed's of coffee. peanut butter to look like he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> you never want to say, so honey, about last night, how was that come eating it out of my pussy? And you're, well, I'll baby. tell you what, I'm never chewing bubble gum again. <laughs> <laughs> Wilbur. <laughs> so um, I hear you, Jimmy. But I think for what this... This is another one of those books that's clearly not for us. This is for dumb young women, I guess. Because um, it's a dumb... It's a rom-com in book form. And rom-coms get, I, is, are is predictable like a, and stupid. Is this for adults? I think it's... I think it, I mean, it's a beach read kind of book, right? I think that's who it's for. And from the art style on the cover, I think it's for young people, younger people. It's, yeah, I mean, like... Like, the summer I turned college was girls. more interesting than this. Well, yeah, that, because she grew tits. That's, I mean, that's inherently fascinating. They did mention uh, Olive's Ooh. boobs once, and that they the most fit imp- into his mouth. He could fit an entire boob, and it was like, listen, that is not the accomplishment any of you think it is. 
if you try hard enough, you could fit a lot of things in your mouth. <laughs> Jimmy's mom told me that. Yeah. So, you know, saying, you're so hot, I could fit your entire boob in my mouth is something a 12-year-old boy would say if he ever <laughs> saw a boob. <laughs> and that's out of determination alone. I mean, this is apparently written by a woman, I think, for Allegedly. audience. Allegedly. I'm going to assume it is. For female I think it could be written audiences. by a fucking cucumber. <laughs> but my point is, it's it's written by a woman for a female audience, and I I felt that was a very interesting to consider when you have the the love scene because it's kind of like, oh yeah, I guess if I were a woman, I, I tried to imagine, I guess you'd want to get your pussy eaten a lot. <laughs> but then part of the fantasy. Is that she's like, well, I don't really have to, I don't suck dick very often, but when I do, I'm really good at it. That was also kind of part of the fantasy in this book. And also, I don't want to, like, stand up and, like, wipe the cum out of me. I want him to get rid of it for me. <laughs> That's how you take down the patriarchy. One mouthful of cum at a time. Well, that'll knock, knock him down a peg, certainly. <laughs> Pegging? That's for the sequel. Yeah. Nate, yeah. any last thoughts? No. Let's never do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do the sequel. It's not a sequel. Though it's I am an independent s- book, Nate. Though I am, okay, slightly curious, very slightly curious about the physics one. Because <laughs> I actually know physics words. I don't know all these biology words. There wasn't a lot of biology in this. It was just like trying to solve cancer. No. They just say random things like, oh my God, it's, I have to go to the lab and do karyotyping or some shit. Yeah. And they're like, oh, science is a science thing. But they never, it never mattered. Like, they could have been graduate students in just about any other discipline, too. Like, they could have been astrophysicists. They could have been anthropology studying the human bones. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need to get a, a placement where I don't have to live in a fucking hut for six months. I've heard there's one more bone. <laughs> Bite down. This is going to yurt. <laughs> She's hurting for a yurtin'. <laughs> Uh, that's going to be the next book. I hate it. Oh, God. No, she doesn't do the soft sciences. Yeah, right. The, they the, have pills for book, that. A, a book about Han Solo and Princess Leia, but they're all economists. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> inflation's going up. I know. <laughs> uh, so I, I think it's safe to say nobody should read this book, right? No That's one on no, earth. It's not necessary. It is it, it it in its own book says that I'm just copying the plot lines from other books or other movies like this. It's just just one. Other, I, I know we keep coming back to the fucking scene. There's just two phrases from it I highlighted that I can't imagine any woman wants to. Your hear. pussy tastes like a mouthful of Kalamata olives. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to but Greece we- recently? <laughs> My cum is like tzatziki for you. (laughs) Oh, God. It's so tight. Oh, well, there's another thing about how tight her pussy is. It was like, ew. Um, It's like a tightly packed gyro. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like a love pita. (laughs) But she has... um, After after he, he like fingers her and licks her up and gets her ready for his big dong, Alex... I'm sorry, Olive was lax now. I don't think any woman wants to be told they have a lax pussy. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucked up. Lazy. That's some, they got your, have you been kegeling? Because your pussy's a little lax. 
It's given up. It's like a it's like a bloodhound's face. It's like a little droopy. You need to you know, it's a little lax. It's like an untightly packed gyro. It is it's like when you drop the gyro on the floor outside of the fucking street meat guy and it's like oh, oh my god, it's like a pile of roast beef here. But because olive was lax now, period, and pliant. Neither of those is a compliment. <laughs> but then maybe, when he maybe pliant, but I, yeah, not I, great. Like she's she's uh, uh what what's the word? Uh, it's like someone smelling you go like ooh, robust. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, your pussy is lazy and complacent. That's not what you want to say it's the bouquet of a fine fish market, <laughs> mackerel, but. When her when her vag, you know, relaxes and becomes lax enough to take his full manhood, it says uh, this phrase, which is uh, both clinical sounding and horrifying. Her insides her insides opened to him without warning. <laughs> they welcomed and pulled at him until he bottomed out. Ew! It's just <laughs> like the sarlacc pit. Your pussy <laughs> is like a 1983 Dodge Charger. It bottoms out. <laughs> and there's another line somewhere I was looking for, but maybe I didn't highlight it because I was, I was too busy masturbating. But there's a part where he talks about like how how tight it is, and it's like, ew. Oh, he does say you're edible. Oh, here it is. You are. He hooked his fingers in her fing- his finger inside her pressing against the roof of her channel and the pleasure welled in her washing against her edges so small and tight and warm like a child's fist yeah that's <laughs> gross that's a gross way to just like if you honey your pussy is so small and tight ew that just sounds pedophile I, like, I feel like you could be okay with tight but you don't want to say small small no it's nice and small the way I like it. Yeah, that there's no That's why way I'm to a teacher interpret banging that. My, one of my students. I have a man. I like a small pussy when I can get one. Uh, gee, thanks. I guess it's it's just. But this is written, written by allegedly by a woman for women to read. So this, these things stuck out. Well, maybe we're just wrong. Clearly, this, this sold almost a million copies. So it had to sell more than a million. It has a million and a half reviews on Goodreads. Well, it's going to get three reviews from us, and we didn't fucking buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Took it from the library. This must have been like a TikTok book or something, you know, and a lot of people were Z-librarying it for a while there. Well, I don't know. Anything else we need to say about this piece of shit? I'm glad it's done. I finished. Yeah. (laughs) Hypothesis. This book sucks. a very observable and testable hypothesis yeah all right tell us what you thought send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com follow us on twitter at drunkguysbc or go to facebook and instagram at drunkguysbookclub and if you have you know you're a grad student with too much money to spend go to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub and help support the podcast and you can also find us on goodrods.com i mean goodreads don't go to goodrods.com don't or do unless you want and about that. check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.